I'm Bridget Fettesy, and this is your Dumpster Fire for the month of August 7th to September 10th. And the unicorns dance while the world burns, world burns, world burns. We're back. Oh, whoops. You hit the wrong one again. I did applause initially. (laughs) And then I did uh, record scratch accidentally. Oh, okay. Sam's not here. We don't have Sammy Flaps and Folds today. I'm just staring at an empty director's chair. It's just me and Bridget. It's always terrifying when it's just the two of us. (laughs) I know. Just the two of us. We didn't want to have to miss another week. No, we didn't. We just got back from our... Epic vacation. Yep. We just, got, it was not really a vacation. No, we worked for most of it. We but. worked for most of it. And then the week that we didn't work was so you went to a wedding. I had nonstop family stuff. Right. And we launched three things while we were on vacation. I know, because we're idiots. We launched uh, Factory Settings, the podcast, which is Bridget and Jaren. Mr. Fetacy and I have a podcast now. We launched Letters from the Politically Homeless. Which is getting a lot, it gets a lot of engagement, those letters. Yeah. We have letters from you guys. A lot of you have written in. If you want to write us, I am politically homeless at gmail.com. We get like essay. They're like I know. long thousand word essays. People write us their whole life story. It's actually amazing. And yeah, we love them. We, we, and we're reading them all yeah. slowly. We do an audio version of them and then the transcription of them. And it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And we launched, what else did we launch? We launched the newsletter. Which oh, is yeah, the newsletter. Every week as well, which is a summary of all the things we do across the internet to help people kind of focus and find our stuff. It's an easy way to keep track of what we're doing. It's free. So just go to Beyond Parody with Bridget Fetacy, the Substack, or BridgetFetacy.substack.com and just enter in your little email address that you want us to find you with. And we won't sell your information, as is true with all of our platforms. We'll just send you a nice newsletter at the end of every week on Friday, and you can choose which content interests you. And Bridget always writes a nice little essay at the beginning of them, which I love. I love those. Do you? Yeah, I I think it's a good discipline for me. Uh But I love just your writing, and you always find something interesting, but like nice and uplifting to say, which is... I'm going to try and keep them positive as Mm -hmm. much as I can. And then, of course, the day we left, Bridget also launched a piece that went huge. (laughs) I regret being a slut. I mean, it does have a very catchy title. (laughs) Yes, and it did very well. Amazing response. Uh, We've actually got to record you reading it. I think we should do a live stream about it. I definitely do, too, where people can kind of write in and talk to us we're also gonna get going with live streams and we do want to have our first one be about the slut piece because it just has received such an amazing response that is also on the sub stack and free to read for anyone who's interested so we've been busy before we get going make sure you subscribe to fetacy.com that is our community and it's also where you get the unedited version of this beautiful production the most glorious, I sound like Trump, the most glorious, the most beautiful production. It's the most popular production on the internet. <laughs> you get the mostly unedited version of this. It drops every Sunday, so you get it early. And there's also just a great community of people behind the paywall where I think it is a little bit more civil. People are getting in, they're, they're having meets, meetups in real life. I know, all around the country. People it's are so like, cool. oh, I'm going to stay with this person. It's uh, so cool. Yeah. I love it. That's where you go, fetacy.com to subscribe. And you can like, subscribe, and comment here. We love your comments. It won't matter. YouTube is determined to just The game squash is rigged. Us. Patriarchy so crafty. A New York... Times article released titled Maternal Instinct is a Myth Men Created. This went viral because everybody was dunking on it. And it's it's such a like clickbaity title that doesn't even really do the article justice. The article actually wasn't as bad as the title may have suggested, although she's still trying to say that this is like some myth that we made up. In in like some madmen in the advertising industry made up the myth 
of the maternal instinct to make women feel bad about themselves so that they'll buy more stuff. Well, it was weird. I felt like the premise of her article was that everyone's like, oh, motherhood comes so naturally. It's not hard at all. I'm like, who's saying that? Like, yeah, no one's saying that. But I think it's also for people who felt like they didn't na- have that natural. You know, I think if you have postpartum, true clinical postpartum, you don't feel connected to that baby. People don't feel these feelings of immediate momness, I guess, when they have a baby because of all the hormones and who knows. But I still think like all of the animal kingdom would like a word with you. (laughs) All those videos that go viral make me want to A, become vegan and B, they are like horrifically sad. Anytime you see like elephant rescues baby from a flood, you know, or like the one that was going around this week, which was of a mom, baby sloth, finding being reunited with his mom after these forest fires. I was like, I I can't handle any of these videos. (laughs) That is the maternal instinct. Uh Uh-huh. It's an instinct. Right. We're animals. Yeah. That instinct is there to preserve the species, whatever species it may be. There's that video. The woman in L.A. got hit by a car and she was pushing a stroller and she literally got hit by a car and jumped up and ran over to check on her baby. Oh my like God. that. I get it, though. That's the maternal instinct. You know, like I would literally throw myself in front of a car to save this creature. And that's not patriarchal programming. No, <laughs> that's not like because I read too many Cosmos when I was a kid. <laughs> Let's move on to California. L.A. voters will decide on a 2024 proposal on whether hotels will have to offer vacant rooms to homeless people. The best thing about this video, this news segment on CNN, is that the friggin' homeless guy doesn't even think this is a good idea. <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. Why not? Uh, maybe for some, but, you know, there's a lot of people with untreated mental health. It's not anti-unhoused people or whatever to think that you maybe shouldn't be putting the homeless population in a hotel with paying guests and their children... Like, who thinks this is a good idea? I don't know. I don't know. People in California, people will vote for... If you vote for this, you should have to open your house up to the homeless. It's true. That's actually a really good point. Okay, if you think that the hotel should have to do this, then you should have to be on some database of a registry where every night at 2 p.m. you've got to let California know if you have an uh, empty room in your house for the unhoused population that you're going to force on tourists. This is a terrible idea. Do you want to drive whatever is left of the tourism coming to Los Angeles out? So I kind of went down the rabbit hole on this, and it seems like it's being pushed by the unions and at any time they can revoke this policy or this this thing that they're trying to push through and it's because they're like in negotiations so it seems like a shady negotiating tactic that they're using and they're basically holding all these hotels hostage saying we're going to push forward this policy unless you play ball with us which unions like the hotel the, unions. Oh, the hotel unions. Yeah, the the it's like the worker, the workers of of the hotel oh, unions. Oh, I did not realize hotels had unions. Dumb motherfuckers are going to vote for this who don't have to deal with the consequences of it. Yeah, it's a terrible idea. I mean, to be fair, nobody who's paying like twelve hundred dollars a night, like at Shutters on the beach, would want to be in an elevator with freaking homeless junkie but you also might not be able to tell the difference between a trust fund kid and a homeless junkie it's hard sometimes if you had to pick them both out of the elevator i used to play a game like independently wealthy or homeless before there were seventy thousand homeless people in los angeles now it's just homeless yeah what's next well then we have our lord and savior gavin newsom who was wearing a fleece jacket while telling Californians not to use AC after 4 p.m. to save energy. This mother... 
Baker. Californians, you've stepped up to help in a big way to keep the lights on so far. People are like, oh, he's so toned up. I'm like, no, he doesn't care. He doesn't fucking care about the optics. It's like that crazy freaking speech that Biden gave in front of in Philadelphia where he looked like the like Grand Inquisitor or some shit. Quality and democracy are under assault. It was horrible optics. And I'm like, yeah, they don't care. They don't have to care. He is, this is a single rule party. They don't give a shit about the optics. Even if they're bad, they don't care. These optics are horrible. He's like, listen, pores, don't turn on your window AC from the 70s in your 100-year-old house while I sit here in the French laundry is probably where he gave that announcement from in my hat and my fucking fleece jacket mocking all of you. (laughs) Please turn your thermostat up to 78 degrees or higher and avoid to the extent possible using any really large appliances. I don't know how our grid has held up. Allegedly, Californians work together and they... Kept the grid from going down because uh, we were gone there, but people were getting flex alerts where it was like our grid's about to like emergency alerts where it was like your grid is about to go down. Like unplug your Apple charger. I don't know. <laughs> Turn off your AC. Right. I'm still getting calls and texts and messages about it. Way to go, Californians. <laughs> Good job not charging those electric vehicles. Oh, Wait. Californians are told not to charge electric cars days after gas car sales were banned. So in 2035, we're supposed to have a ban on all gas-powered cars, which is insane and will only hurt poor people because electric vehicles are super expensive. And it's also pretty much impossible in terms of just an energy perspective because our grid right now, as you can see, can't even handle what we have with the gas-powered cars, and it's only 1.9% of the 30 million cars on the road are electric vehicles. When everyone has an electric vehicle, where are we supposed to get all this magical power from that we don't have now? Yeah, that that is like our ACs are threatening to shut down. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to like have 30 million cars plugged in on top of this? (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm hoping that there's creative solutions to all of this. And Biden likes to be like, this is because we're in the energy transition and we're transitioning away from all of the, you know, carbon spewing products into battery operated cars. No one really gives a shit where they get those batteries from what child slaves over in Africa are mining the shit for your electric vehicle while you drive. It is the South Park. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It's South Park. And what that mining does to the like, environment. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a hybrid. I just I just couldn't sit back and be a part of destroying the earth anymore. Well, good for you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, what the mining does to the environment, where all these batteries are going to go. Nobody thinks about the technological waste. Nobody thinks about these batteries don't last forever. No, they're all going to end up somewhere. I love how they enact a plan like this and then have no, no plan for getting us from A to B. No, no. They're like, this is just a transition. Unplug your ACs. (laughs) They want us to be at 35% electric cars by 2026. So in four years, we're supposed to go from 1.9% electric cars on the road to 35% electric cars on the road. And meanwhile, they're telling you not to charge your computer during flex time. Yeah. (laughs) This is the dumbest state. It's so dumb. It's like, how can this is what this show is for? It's to mock all of the stupidity. And I really hope that someday I can be mocking it from another state. But <laughs> California has exported its problems to everywhere in America. Yep. yep. So now it's like, yeah, it's a tip of the spear, but maybe it'll be ahead of all the problems that it's spreading all over America. Where California leads, the country <laughs> follows. Let us be a cautionary tale to you, country. Which brings us to important stories we're ignoring. So many important stories we're ignoring. We ignored the Biden debacle with the freaking... Dun, 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 oh, yeah, that's dun, not even dun, on this dun, list. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> 
Global droughts around the world cause water shortages, as a new UN report says drought frequency and duration has increased by nearly a third since 2000. Oh, Nestle's getting excited. Privatized water coming. (laughs) Months of heavy rain in Pakistan have caused unprecedented floods, engulfing one third of the nation and affecting 33 million people. These floods are nuts. And it is true. Pakistan does not contribute nearly anything to the climate crisis or whatever. I can't say it with a straight face because it always sounds like something they're going to use to enforce a lot of mandates on the poor people. But there is uh, extreme weather and they are really paying the price for it in Pakistan. Those floods are nuts. FBI raids Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate to recover classified documents, kicking off a firestorm of media coverage lawsuits and deepening political divisions. Yeah, we were like, eh, we're not going to cover that. <laughs> and we're like, should we cover it? I think it happened like the day we left. It did. And we were like, well. It feels to me kind of like the Ukraine thing where it was like, oh, my God. And then like six weeks later or whatever, three weeks later, everyone's like, oh, that's old news. And like the Ukraine war is still going on six months later. And yeah, everyone's like, what's next? The CDC updated its COVID-19 guidance, basically walking back all the policies and restrictions set in place to combat the virus. Yeah. Give the people the jobs back. There's still so much bullshit around this, though. I could go, this This actually could have been breaking Bridget. Uh-huh. Because they didn't let Djokovic in for the freaking open. Uh-huh. And they say there's no difference between a vaccinated and an unvaccinated person. No shit. You fired people for this. Uh-huh. Federal workers from their jobs. And, um, like, first responders and teachers and all the people on that poster that they're like thank you first responders they all got fired <laughs> <laughs> and then new york declares a state of emergency as polio continues to spread oh great polio is making a comeback yeah humans are so dumb we're so dumb that's a vaccine you do want to get <laughs> that's a non-controversial vaccine people <laughs> go get the polio vaccine yeah this is a, my friendly reminder to to everyone watching. Don't get your news from us. <laughs> People are like, when are you coming back full time? I need you so we can, I can get my news. I'm like, no, no. I don't know where you should get your news from, but you have to do what we do, which is cherry pick from lots of yeah, this sources. Is us just talking about what's going on in the world and offering our very unqualified opinions and jokes. Yeah, and <laughs> we make fun of everything that's stupid, including ourselves. Mostly, <laughs> mostly. ourselves. <laughs> Most importantly. We are you. We are you. In we a are garage. the people. <laughs> we are not qualified to be speaking on these topics. We're just making fun of them. So don't get your new. We are not a news source. Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) We'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Sheath, created by an Iraq war veteran to help keep his parts dry in the desert. Sheath underwear is the go-to for everyone in my life for their underwear now, particularly my husband. They have a revolutionary dual pouch system that keeps the family jewels, those big giant balls of yours, separate from the legs as well as a little hole for the genitalia to go through. And it keeps everything nice and separate and dry and it's not chafing and getting all over the place. And you don't really have to think too much about your balls, which apparently many men have to readjust them throughout the day. This is nice and supportive while you're mowing the lawn, working out, just going about your day. Also, the ladies line. They have these new mesh sports bra and these little booty shorts and they have little undies and they have always new products that they're releasing i love all of their underwear i brought them all with me when i traveled they keep the ph balance very nice the holidays are coming guys get ahead of your shopping and start getting some underwear for everyone in your life go to sheathunderwear.com use the code dumpster and get 20 percent off your entire order that is sheathunderwear.com Use the code DUMPSTER for 20% off. The link is in the description below. And moving on to our semi-new category, chickens come home to roost. This is the best story. D.C. Mayor Muriel (laughs) Bowser declared a state of emergency in response to the migrants who have been bused to the district from southern border states. More than 9,400 have arrived in D.C. since April. I mean, it's a genius troll. 
And it is like, okay, sanctuary cities, put your money where your mouth is. You say you're a sanctuary city. You should be meeting the migrants with teams of volunteers with little bags of sanitary goods and welcome bienvenido signs. Is that how you say welcome? I think so. (laughs) And some jobs for them. You should be like rolling out the red carpet. This is a fraction of what's coming across the border in the border states, for the record. it's. I think I read the other day that it's a million so far since Biden's been president. Oh, my God. And it's like 7,000 a day. Yeah. And you're expecting these little towns like in New Mexico and freaking Texas to take this influx and declare a state of emergency when you get 9,000 total? They get like 7,000 a day. Are you kidding? We how we, yeah, they should be getting bust all over America. I think this is probably <laughs> one of the most brilliant moves that they could have ever done. We covered it when they were talking about doing it on Dumpster Fire and I didn't realize they were actually going to go ahead with it, but it really is. There are too many Koopa Troopas in DC, according to Bowser. I want you to teach these tots every illegal, underhanded, treacherous trick you know. That's a joke for those 80s kids. <laughs> I'm an 80s kid and I totally did not get that joke. Maggie had good parents. <laughs> I was allowed to play Super Mario for hours. It was explained to me. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. Capitalism always wins. Black Lives Matter exec accused of stealing $10 million. I mean, they're basically... How many stories of this do we need to hear, first of all? This is like the third or fourth one that we've heard about. This whole movement feels like it's turning into like evangelical preachers who are like taking all that money from their parish and then just spending it on shoes. Have you ever seen that Instagram account that's like preacher shoes or something? And they have these like thousand dollar shoes. It's hilarious. But this is, I mean, essentially is a religious movement. Yeah. A lot of this stuff. Can we just take a moment to stop and really, really just pause with me here and acknowledge the weird shit that we've all lived through together in the past, like, three years. Yeah. There were white people bathing black people's, washing their feet during the 2020 riots slash protests, which was during a pandemic in advance of the f***ing election. Yeah. Just, of course, everyone's brains are broken. It's a dumpster fire it's a, out there. Yeah, we really did nail it with the dumpster fire. <laughs> But they are like evangelical preachers. They're taking this money from good-hearted people who want to be saved, and they're embezzling it. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. I mean, welcome. Welcome to Capitalism Always Winning. Welcome to White Collar Crimes, BLM. (laughs) We're happy to have you. What's funny is that I'll get called a racist for calling people out for stealing. You know, yeah. like you'll be like, oh, this is the obviously this girl is racist. Right. Like you're taking money from people who are basically giving you money because it's either that or they'll be called racist. But they're going to you're going to get called racist anyway. There's no you can't absolve yourself of the sin of whiteness. And so you need to pony up. And if you don't. You're still going to be called racist. <laughs> so, if you're like, hey, where'd my money go that was yeah. supposed to like, help like racist. uplift <laughs> the like black the community? Black community. <laughs> well, hey, why are you using $10 million to buy a house? I thought this was supposed to go to the black community and like poor kids getting screened so that they can still uh, say, yeah, you're racist. You shut your white mouth. <laughs> the BDE Award. Women in Afghanistan march in protest in Kabul streets to mark the one year anniversary of the Taliban taking over and face a violent response. Yeah, there were like 14 of them because it's an act of true bravery, true bravery when you know that you're going to be stoned or beaten or they they shot bullets over them to kind of get them to disperse. Mm-hmm. It's like all seven women who escaped their houses are still badasses. Yeah. And I mean, the Taliban were confiscating people's phones and videos, anyone who was recording it, any reporters reporting on it. It was I can't believe the Taliban is acting exactly like the Taliban. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know. I can't imagine the freaking guts it takes to go out and do that when no. you know what the consequences could be. I can't either. I don't think I have it. I think I'd be just cowering at home, hiding under my table. Hiding under your burqa. <laughs> just trying to stay low over here. Uh-huh. All right. Then we have R.I.P. Queen Elizabeth II dies at 96 after 70 years on the throne. Oh, I was weirdly emotional about this, but it's probably because I'm, you know, a white person. A colonialist. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm a colonialist. I don't know. She just represented so much. She did. I read a really great piece. I think actually Ben Dominich wrote it. And it was about just how she managed the transition Like, all of the anti-colonial rhetoric is so ahistorical Mm -hmm. because she actually managed the transition from the British Empire to the Commonwealth. Right. And managed to, like, keep that calm, steadying force as they went from this empire to whatever they are now. And many countries, like, went their own way and declared their own independence. she She helped to kind of keep the consistency and maintain the relationships with those countries and keep everything keep calm and decolonialize on and she was just i loved how stoic she was it was it is like a relic from another time i mean Mm -hmm. clearly she was i can't even imagine like what you've seen in 96 years yeah and all the world leaders that have come and gone and just her her perspective that she had I mean, she really was just very, did it all with grace and dignity and really, like, she did spend her life serving her country. And didn't want it. Yeah. Did not want it, didn't ask for it, did not want the power, That didn't want any of it. It just happened to be what what came into her life. And Mm -hmm. she accepted it with such dignity and grace and really had so much poise and, yeah, I just... She just seemed, there was so much about her. She was private. I mean, sure, maybe she did have Princess Diana killed. <laughs> Lord, is that a rumor? I mean, I think so. I My theory is that the queen really didn't want to stick around for Harry's memoir. <laughs> she was like, I'm getting the f*** out of here before that bombshell drops. That was a good call. Now, King Breakfast Sausage Fingers takes over. <laughs> There was a great meme going around that was like, 73-year-old man finally gets a job. <laughs> Camilla, now she's the queen? Yeah. Hoda housewife. <laughs> I like Camilla. I think she's done a good job just kind of handling it all. She hasn't really like inserted herself yeah. like someone else. <laughs> I feel like the British people have had the chance to get used to Camilla being around and gotten yeah. over the... The whole scandal. She's like the stepmom, you know? Yeah. Like, she's like the world stepmom where we're like, all right, 73 year old man finally moves out of his mom's basement. <laughs> I mean, I just always think it's weird that we accept that there are still like kings and queens. Yeah. And we're still so obsessed with them. And it really does go back to that quote that someone famous said like, everyone wants to be ruled. Man <laughs> just wants to be ruled. It's weird in America, too, because we kicked these out and we're still like the queen but that's why we're so obsessed with them is because we don't have one for ourselves so we're like whatever the closest thing we have is kim kardashian <laughs> let's take a minute to get our weather from yannette garcia Es espectacular. Y es que en la imagen de satélite vemos lo que está sucediendo en estos momentos en nuestro país. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, touch my bells and buttons. Tell your friends about this show as it is literally the only way anyone will ever hear about it. And actually a lot of you have been telling your friends and people do watch it. So for all we know, we have 500,000 views. It just doesn't show it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well. You know, there was the story my mom texted us. So yeah, we know it's weird. People. Maggie's mom texted us the best story ever. We should we should tell it for the paywall people. Yeah. So, and then we're going to cut right here. So you out there who's been freeloading, watching this show, thinking that we're going to be able to go on without your support, we're not going to be able to. I <laughs> have to close the garage door and <laughs> turn off the turn off the sad lights. Uh, then we have Parade of Morons. 
tire extinguishers are disarming climate disaster vehicles across the world as they let the air out of the tires of more than 600 SUVs in one night. I mean, I'm just glad they're not slashing them because just like, I feel like a couple months ago they were slashing them all in New York. I'm like, you guys are fucking morons. Now they're going to have to go get new tires. Like, where do you think these tires are going to go? How is this helping the climate by making hundreds of people need to buy new tires? <laughs> this is one of my uh, one of the quotes from the article. The climate movement hasn't made enough use of covert tactics so far, said a tire extinguisher spokesperson. This is what they call themselves, too. Tire extinguishers. Uh, ultimately, we want to show people that sabotage to save lives is legitimate and that we need far more of it. Oh, Jesus. This is this is the justifying bad in the service of good is a real big theme we're seeing everywhere these days. And it doesn't really seem very logical to me. Has no one ever heard of the term the road to hell is paved with good intentions? No, they haven't. 600 tires were keeping Mother Nature's sweet air prisoner, and these tire extinguishers freed the air. That was Dave's show. <laughs> I mean, it does feel good to be back to the freaking climate activist nonsense. It's like returning to our roots. It is. Again, I return. Go can clean a beach or do something productive. This just doesn't seem productive to me. Mm -hmm. This is like you're just making 600 people's mornings bad. There have got to be better solutions than this, people. <laughs> These are just bored people uh -huh. looking for some purpose in life. Uh, then we have... Go join a church <laughs> or BLM. Go join a movement and give them your money and... End up cynical and mad. Watch them spend it on luxury goods. We all end up in the same place. <laughs> Just surrender. Well, then we have vegans who are wrapping themselves in human meat trays. Ew. And donning cement shoes in protest for animal rights and for the upcharge in vegan milk at Starbucks. <laughs> My God. I can't. There's too much to unpack. Take them to the freaking river and let them meet the fish. <laughs> human meat suits meat trays so these are two different protests one is like for animal rights it's like a, a PETA protest and there are people like dressed in like nude suits with blood on them lying in like meat trays with cellophane over them looking like you know trying to tell you that your meat is murder okay it seems like a art art display yeah it you kind know? of is it kind of is and then there are people making cement block shoes that are standing outside of Starbucks to protest the upcharge in plant-based milks, which plant-based milks are more expensive. Like, I don't understand. By the way, if you really give a sh about the environment, you shouldn't be drinking plant-based milks because they take way more water. You should find oat milk. Oat milk is probably the best one for you. But you shouldn't be drinking almond milk if you really care about the environment. Because that takes a lot of water, which is why it's more expensive, you freaking morons. Yeah. I don't know if they care about the environment, the vegans, so much as, like, animal rights and... Oh, right, right. I'm, I'm mixing all the, up all my causes. Right. All the activists. They all blur together. <laughs> They're like, oh, f*** the environment, but... Yeah, I thought they. I thought that one of the reasons is to go vegan was to save the environment. Yeah, it's, it's part. It can be some, a reason for some, and others don't care. They just care about the animals. And these people just care about the upcharge. This is like the pink tax on vegans. <laughs> it's the green tax. Look, it costs money to be care about the environment. We all know this. This is why it's more expensive to go shopping in places that have clothes that are sustainable. And to get good food. Right. Because crappy shit doesn't. <laughs> it's cheap. <laughs> yeah. It's crappy it's shit for a reason. capitalism, people. We know. I mean, they'll be like, then this is the point. It's destroying the planet. Which, you know, is valid. <laughs> <laughs> we just but don't seem to care. But it's also pulled billions of people out of poverty. Mm -hmm. There's got It's trade-offs, folks. Trade-offs. Uh-huh. And saved billions of lives. They'd probably be like, let the billions die because we're overpopulated and keep them in poverty so that we can, we elites, 
the the people who are like that's kind of what's going to happen. Yeah, the people who can afford. The I feel like that's milk. the real subtext to Agenda Twenty Thirty. <laughs> Let the poor's die. That's <laughs> absolutely what it is. Moving on. Moving on to Eunuch Maker. Our favorite. Our old friend. Meghan Markle was offended when Mariah Carey said she was a diva. This is the woman who used vegan paint in her freaking nursery, gender neutral nursery. And Mariah's like, well, you're kind of a diva, right? And she got offended. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're a diva we all know you're a diva everybody it's she didn't even mean it as an insult it was like a compliment coming from mariah right i know and then like megan was explaining her thought processes and she was like i just kept thinking in that moment was my girl crush coming to a quick demise oh god does she actually not see me i like cannot stand this girl the more she talks the more unlikable she becomes seriously she shouldn't be doing a podcast no no, she should not. It She's will so unrelatable. Her. She was whining about how they couldn't afford their $14 million home. I'm like, Megan, most of us have to unplug our fucking ACs <laughs> in our rented apartments that we can barely afford or houses because we can't afford an actual house. Or a place with central air. Or a place with central air. <laughs> I like... <sighs> she is unbearable. Unbearable. That should be the name of her podcast. <laughs> I know. I mean, if I Mariah Carey called me a diva, I would take it as a total compliment. Yeah. And I certainly don't take myself seriously enough to be like, is my girl crush coming to an end? Does she not see me? It's like anyone who says that is a fucking diva. <laughs> You're only proving her point, uh-huh. Megan. I'm sorry. She's worse. She's someone who needs PR advice and wouldn't take PR advice from anyone. It's totally true. Because narcissist. Yeah. She's like Trump. Like that guy doesn't have PR. What is happening? Teen who identifies as a cat allowed by school to act feline and not speak. Was this in Australia or something? Yeah, it was in Australia. Like we're losing our minds collectively as a species. And I'm not sure if it's the Internet. I partially blame TikTok and I think like all this identitarian politics that America has exported to the globe is so toxic and destructive. And we've commodified mental illness and made it something that people can use to make money and get attention. Yeah. It used to just be like, mm, that <laughs> one's crazy. <laughs> Now they're in like newspaper articles and people are like, yeah, you're so brave. (laughs) I identify as a cat. And now you have to treat me like a cat. A CCRI student identifies as a lizard. I mean, honestly, everyone, these these people need to be stopped, but everyone's afraid to tell them to stop because they're afraid they're going to like shoot up the school. So they're like, all right, we'll let Dan be a lizard because it's that or we all die. I mean, the argument (laughs) is that these kids like for the Australian girl, it was like it's non-disruptive to the community. There's no harm in like supporting her in this. But for the lizard dude, cafeteria workers complain the lizard student complains about the lack of flies on the lunch menu. And this has got to be a troll. Also, it frequently interrupts class complaining of blatant reptile bias. <laughs> this is a troll. This has to be a just like really committed troll. I mean, you look at this guy's lizard out ensemble and he is totally committed. I have a friend in R- Rhode Island where I was like, is this true? And she was like, it's been confirmed by people who worked at the at CCRI. So I, I mean, allegedly this is also real. But what the f- is happening yeah what is happening to our kids moving on to dumpster diving what's next in the dumpster <laughs> what if i just never stop <laughs> i think and the I people like, would pay I, to watch I that identify as a dumpster now <laughs> as a raccoon, as a raccoon. Clawing through a dumpster. Yes. This a very strange story that Bridget got obsessed with. In 1400. Because it's an amazing story. <laughs> it is. In 1400, the dog of a murdered man dueled a man it accused of being the murderer. So this story is 
fucking bananas. This dog witnessed its owner's murder. And the person who murdered the, the dog's owner left him in a shallow grave in the woods or something and then went on to be his 1400 self. And the dog went and got his owner's best friend and was whining and whining and led him to the body where they brought the body back and properly buried it. But then the dog stayed with the best friend and attacked this random guy whenever he saw him, would like violently go after him. This happened so many times. Someone wrote the king about it and the king saw this as an accusation of murder. (laughs) And then ordered them to duel the guy who's accused of murder with a lance and the dog with his natural, I believe it said like his natural weapons. Uh-huh. And the dog went straight for his jugular and the guy screamed that he would confess if they got the dog off him. And then he was hung for murder. <laughs> yeah, he confessed to the murder and was hung. Yeah. Yeah. It's a crazy story. It's a crazy story. The headline was Town's Goodest Boy Wins Duel. <laughs> I mean, let's just file it under we don't deserve dogs. I know. They're the best. They really are. And then we have a medieval vampire was unearthed with a sickle across her throat to stop her from rising from the dead. This is crazy, too. Yeah. I wonder if this is the thing that all those teenagers with the swords are going to need to fight. Oh, uh-huh, <laughs> yes. All the teenagers who found the weapons. Yeah, they're like, oh, my God, they found her. Like, we're like, ha, 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 that's so weird. Like, five teenagers with swords are like, she's here. She's back. They removed the sickle. This woman was killed for identifying as a vampire. (laughs) All right, then we have Breaking Bridget. Oi, this story is so bananas. A dad took photos of his naked toddler for the doctor and Google flagged him as a criminal. So I'm like of two minds about this because it it's one insane how much power these companies have over our lives. And this is what really breaks me is how much power we've just handed over to these companies. On the other hand, child pornography is horrific and it's easily disseminated because of a lot of this technology and there is a responsibility that these companies feel to try and stop the spread of it. And so they have these AIs that catch these images. And this guy got caught up in this AI. They sent it to the local police station who investigated it, along with a copy of his entire Google search All of his text messages, because he had a Google phone, all of his photos, everything. That's insane. Yeah, they sent everything to the police station who, good on the police station, looked at it and said this is obviously not child pornography, and then closed the case. And they couldn't get in touch with the guy because his phone was turned off by Google. So he doesn't have a phone number. He doesn't have anything. They took everything. And then even after they proved that he was innocent, he still can't get 10 years of pictures, all of his stuff back from Google. That's they just like crazy. they shut in. No, there's no recourse. Like, I don't know how often this happens that versus how many people they're catching using this AI. So it, there's going to be. You know, people who get caught up and are innocent, but there should be some recourse for the people who are innocent. Yeah. They shouldn't just lose all their shit forever. They should have a, like a system that allows them to reinstate if it's been, it's like the presumption of guilt. Yeah. And the fact That's that what it is. they fucking dumped all of his information to the police without a warrant. No, like, they got a warrant. Okay. The police, they, they somehow alerted the police the police then got a warrant and then the google provided them with all of the information uh-huh. but it's still like this guy didn't even know this was happening that's crazy yeah it's too much power they yeah. have too much power this is a rigged game we're operating on youtube under google this is rigged there where this is not like free it's free speech we can say whatever we want we're just happy to be here but it's still, like, not an even playing field. Right. The algorithm will push what it wants and suppress what it doesn't want. And it's not really, like, you're you're saying yes to all these things with the phones and all these apps and everything. It doesn't feel fair. You're just saying yes to, like, a legal contract 
that was made by a corporation. And what are you going to do? Say no and have no phone. Right. It feels forced. Like you're consenting to all of this stuff and you don't really have much of an option other than to like get a burner phone. Mm-hmm. They have so much power. And, and it's right now everyone's like, oh, we're fine with the censoring and we're fine with like the AI catching whoever they want. I don't know. It just seems like it could be used for really bad things. Yeah, it can. And I understand like they're, they want to catch pedophiles yeah. and people who spread child pornography, yeah. but there has to be a better system in place. Or there has to be recourse if you are caught and you're not a pedophile spreading child pornography. Right. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's cleanse your palate. The internet is glorious. This way, you'll slip. I won't fall. Maybe I will. That's okay, because we all fall. Okay, then we have some comments from last week. We decided to put this at the end now rather than right up front. But We'll switch it up. So we had a, John Timmers said that monkeypox jingle sounds a lot like Jesus Christ Superstar, which a lot of people pointed out. I think it is. Yeah. I mean, obviously, but I've never seen that. Yeah. So I don't even know where I got that in my head. Right. But I mean, the song is pretty ubiquitous. Yeah. So you must have just heard it at some point. And but yes, you know, mystery solved. Why mystery it's so solved. sticky. Uh, Huiz Beast said, I thought we know referred to don't explain anything to me about women because (laughs) (laughs) we actually had a lot of people who didn't know what the we know sign meant. That's amazing. Yeah. So uh, they were like, a lot of people probably don't know the flag is backwards. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. And then (laughs) we didn't either. (laughs) The risk. Yeah. So the story behind the flag is a lot of people ask this and then they're like, if you know, why don't you turn it around? And we initially put it up, had no idea it was backwards. Then we heard about it a lot. Your flag is backwards. And then we were kind of like, well, it bugs people. So let's keep doing it. <laughs> um, and then it just was kind so of it's like, irreverent. it's our it's our way of celebrating our freedom because we can hang the flag backwards and, you know, the Gestapo isn't going to come for us. Uh, it, to us, it's a symbol of our freedom it, in an irreverent. ironic, yeah, to be irreverent and to be in an ironic way, which is very on brand. So anyway, uh, then someone else said, the Risky Nine said, okay, I thought we know was referencing Sammy's amazing conspiracy spotting superpowers. There's Shows a what lot I of people. I get emails like she gets a lot of proposals. Uh-huh. A lot of people are obsessed with Sammy. Yeah. The Blind Fish Keeper said, I'm so glad I have you guys every week to listen to you in some form or another. This week was particularly great for me as tomorrow is my birthday. Happy birthday. Y'all keep screaming out there what all of us want the rest of the world to hear. And as a blind guy, I'm almost offended by Kamala Harris every time I hear her name spoken. Women. <laughs> <laughs> Women! Women! Uh, Miguel Garcia said, I'm literally sitting next to a man from China. I asked him if he could translate it, meaning Latsi Xianghua. Oh, sweet. And he said, technically, it's accurate, but in China, they don't have a word for dumpster. So what you're actually saying is rubbish fire. Hope this helps. Congrats on the baby. Look forward to every new episode. Rubbish fire. Thank you very much. Wow. Maybe I should take up Mandarin so (laughs) I can curry favor with my soon-to-be overlords. That's right. Fantasy news. Fantasy news. All right. We did it. We made it through. So thank you for watching, all two of you. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, tell your friends, and also subscribe to Fetacy.com where you get the mostly unedited version of this every Sunday that we shoot. And there's also a great community back there, and we do workouts. It's super fun and loving. We had James Kerchik, Thomas Dezengotita, and Greg Lukianoff. Try and say those three names fast. <laughs> on Walkins Welcome, the podcast. Please go check that out wherever you get your podcasts. It's our baby love and joy. We also have Dumpster Fire as a podcast now, wherever you get your podcasts. And because I love making podcasts, I started another one, Factory Settings with Mr. Fetacy, where we are kind of unpacking our own default settings, and then it will expand into um, topical stuff 
and drugs and addiction and mental health and whatever. We're looking for suggestions from you. So you can go to bridgetfetacy.substack.com and subscribe for Q&As behind the paywall. But it's free wherever podcasts are available. And speaking of the Substack, go to our Substack. You can go and check out all of our writing. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. It's free. Most of the content will be for everyone. And shop our merch at BridgetFetacy.com. We have such good stuff. We have the coolest jacket. I wear this like every day. Yes. Defund the IRS. They're little like windbreakers. Amazing. And then we had... Yes. Awesome back to school jean jacket. Hello. It is so cute. It's just the cutest thing ever. Dumpster fire. I mean, everybody needs a dumpster fire jean jacket. Yes. And in our back to school theme, backpacks. Yes. These are super cute and they're great for your computer. Mm hmm. BridgetFetacy.com. We have tons of new merch. We have tons of new merch coming. If you are a member of our community, you get 20% off always in our store. And so that's another reason to join us at Fetacy.com. Thank you, patrons and supporters. Thank you to subscribers. We can't do this without you, truly. Thank you, Better Fetacy, Sam, Maggie, Dave, Andy. All of the crew is kind of back in bits and pieces. We'll have a full crew hopefully soon. And thank you, Zen Pro Audio, for the juicy mics, plural. Thank you, Luna, the amazing magician with my face. Uh, she's the fancy Italian makeup artist. We're off next week, but we'll be back the following week. Right now, we're doing every other week while I transition back to working full time. We might be doing a live stream next weekend, maybe if I can get all of this technology stuff figured out. Because we want to start doing live streams. Yeah, we'll we'll keep uh, the Dude, audience posted. How amazing would Dumpster Fire Live be? Oh God, we're gonna get there. We're we'll, gonna get, we'll get there. there, and you get to see how the sausage is made. The sticky sausage finger, Prince Charles, <laughs> King Charles, King dear Charles. God. All right, this has been your Dumpster Fire for the month of August seventh to September tenth. I'm Bridget Fetacy. Now make me rich like the Queen. Like the queen.